The internet has changed. So should the way you bank. PNC Virtual Wallet for Digital Banking. It's time for a change. Now through March 31st, earn up to $300 when you open and use a select new virtual wallet product. Simply establish a qualifying direct deposit. To learn more, visit a branch or pnc.com slash checking offer. PNC Bank. Make today the day. Virtual Wallet is a registered trademark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association member FDIC.
Welcome to Gay XYZ. How's it going tonight? It is, what is today? Thursday, <laughs> March 23rd, <laughs> 2017. And that was Erica Badu with Cellular Device, which was yes. suggested by Jason. And I actually liked that song better than Drake's version, except I don't like the, the little middle part. But the rest of it I liked a lot. It was good. See, that's what I said. I said the same thing. I, I kind of like her version better. I do, too. <laughs> I do, too. Cause maybe because maybe she was harmonizing yeah. and singing a little well, bit. I like her voice, I, too, though. So. Yeah. I mean, but I'm, I'm, I'm always Erica Badu fan. I've heard some people say, like, she's weird, too. Like, oh, she's weird. Yeah, she is kind of weird, but I like that. So is Lady <laughs> Gaga. So is Madonna. So is a lot of people who are, who are artists. Or weird. That's what makes them interesting. I like. But that. I actually like that version better. I do. I, I like Drake's too. Don't get me wrong. I like. I love me some Drake as well. Mm-hmm. 
but I liked Erica's version a little better, even though Drake's version was more popular. But right, right, yeah. Well, yeah, you know she lives in Dallas, right? Oh, oh yes, I follow her on Facebook <laughs> and Instagram and Twitter. Well, she's from and Dallas. she's from here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I, she's like the friend in my head. Like, she's <laughs> the type of person. If I had a dinner party, I would set a, um, her little name up front along with her chair, even though I know she's not coming. Okay, gotcha. Like I'm, that, like I'm that type <laughs> of fan. Like I'd be like, oh my god, we have to set a table for Erica, even though I know she's not coming. But in my mind, I feel like she would just knock on my door and be like, surprise, I'm here. And then we would just have a fabulous time. <laughs> well, I, I, I like her. I remember when she did that song, um, Window Seat. Do you remember that video for that song? Oh, yes. Listen, I have all types of Erica Badu albums and songs in my phone. Like, I love me some Erica Badu. Window Seat <laughs> is amazing. I love the song. I like the song. It's so good. <laughs> I used to play it all the time in my off limits show all the time when um and people were like, What is that song? I don't like that. I'm like, I like it. I like the way it I just like the it's just a good song. But also Well plus it tells a story if you really right, listen to the lyrics. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what I that's why I like certain music because it tells a story and that's what good songwriting is supposed to do, in my opinion. But anywho, uh, but yeah, so that was Eric. I think I think I think people I think people in this day and era aren't used to lyric storytelling or that just used to be in, you know, my just girl is bad and bougie, fucking <laughs> oozing and oozy, and bougie, like, you know, that type of thing. And I mean, and that's cool, too, when you're right, in the moments, you, you, you know, you want to be a thought and, you know, you want to, <laughs> you want to, you know, twerk and everything, but I think people just, yeah, mm. but I think people now just, I, I think people, and, and that's a, a good thing because I think Erica actually brought that up herself mm-hmm. when she did, when she did a radio interview, she was like, I think people, like, you know, when it comes to music, music is constantly changing, and people don't write lyrics anymore as storytelling. They write it as been like, you know, you know, cooking in your bitch, she a thought, 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 you know, like that type yeah. of, you know, trap music, and you know, you know, what they, what's the, what's the other song where they were like, um, I'm in love with the coco, you know, like you know, just trap out where they talk about drugs and sex right. and that's fine too when you have your moments you know because sometimes i'll be up and i'll be wanting to twerk and you know you know just just be a little ratchet but that song know, we just heard though the, the beat i mean the beat <laughs> to the song made me want to like twerk it was like kind of made me want to shake my booty anyway it was like it's kind of very it was very african i want to do the, like the shaka khan dance or something i wanted to like you know i don't know she you know she always does the afro the af- afrocentric beats and everything always makes me want to do that you know? yes i love me some shaka khan that's yeah. what we should you know what this next time we have to play shaka khan ain't nobody Ain't nobody. Oh, that's a great like, song. When I tell you, I love me some Shaka Khan. Kelly Price does a good version of that too, by the way. Yes, yes, I've heard that one too. She did, yes. Yeah. Kelly Price did a good, a I good rendition of that as well. One, I think she, she and Shaka have the best version because obviously that was good. But you know what? Before we start, I, uh-huh. I, I feel this way when it comes to R and B and soul, more more R and B soul artists mm-hmm. like Shaka Khan, Kelly Price, Angie Stone, and Faith Evans. And those ty- like th- and you know Kiki White, those type of individuals that are like, like powerhouse soul singers, mm-hmm. like I feel like they are tr- like the most underrated because I feel like a lot of those singers, those type of singers could sing. And I know Beyonce is like the spotlight person, but it's a lot of people that can sing that would sing Beyonce under the water, like you know. I- 
I mean, and, and, I mean, they don't. They're, they're not probably not as popular, and probably not as in the forefront as she is. Oh, but I can name you some singers that will sing. Now they're like, no, Beyonce can sing. No, Beyonce is a good performer, but when it comes to vocals, there no. are some people that can sing Beyonce to death. Well, Beyonce, literally. Beyonce can <laughs> sing, but she can't sing. You know what I mean? Right, right. There's <laughs> people that I'm talking about soul singing, but I'm talking about people who can sing. Right, that's what okay? I mean. Exactly. So there's a big difference yeah. between those. Yeah, 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 like, I don't I don't know if you ever heard of Kiki Wyatt, yeah, for example. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I know who that is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Kiki Wyatt, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. She would murder Beyonce right. when it comes as far as <laughs> vocals. Oh, my gosh. She would murder Beyonce. But you know what, though? So. Patti LaBelle, and of course, you know who she is. Patti LaBelle oh, in, yeah, the 80s, of course. Uh, in the 80s, in the 80s, she did the song, um... Um, if you asked me to remember that song. If oh my! Yes. And Celine Dion <laughs> recorded that song a few years later after she had recorded it in the '80s. She Celine Dion recorded it like three or four years later. And when Patti LaBelle recorded it, it was an okay hit. But because a white person recorded the song, the same song, it sounded almost exactly the same, but it has a white woman singing it. Um, it was like a huge hit. And so the reason these people right. that you mentioned, like Faith Evans and Kiki and all these other people who are incredibly amazing singers, a la Patti LaBelle, um, aren't right. more famous and more well-known is because of racism and all of that bullshit. And people don't necessarily do it intentionally. I just think people, you know, are more comfortable <laughs> when a white, they want to listen to, because I think a lot of people who are like, you I know, white, I, white, I, white, will be like, like, okay, I don't want to be. universal if a white person wants if the white person would do it, it feels more universal. Well, no, I'm saying, like, when white people listen sometimes to music, I think sometimes it feels, if they're listening to a black person, they think that they're, they feel weird or something, or they, they're wondering what other people are going to think. I'm not saying the new generation, I'm saying older people. So you're saying, that you're saying they're feeling guilty for listening to good soul music? I think that they don't want to, <laughs> I think that it's it's weird to them, because it's, 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 it's weird. not all of them, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm not, hard, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm trying to explain this, but I'm just trying to say that I think that that's the reason that they don't do as well, is because I think a lot of people who are Caucasian don't listen to that music for whatever reason. And just even just well, because, just Caucasian because they're black, just because love they're black. Music. and I think a lot of times it reminds them of church and gospel, and because they sound so soulful, and I think that that turns some people off. And I love it, but I know people who don't. And a lot, most gay guys love it, and most most black people love it, and you know. But a lot of like very straight laced Caucasian people will not listen to exactly. that. Exactly, they're right. missing out. Because really I know you put out. on a good. Listen, you put on a good Whitney Houston gospel song or a good Patti LaBelle gospel song, the gays love it. That's what I'm saying. I know. Well, that's because gays know where it's at, but, you know, heterosexual people sometimes are in the midst. But anyway. Anyway, so, um, anyway, that's interesting. But uh, tonight, though, uh, I had a uh, a longtime listener. Her name is Kimberly, and she has listened to my Off Limits show for a long time. And she has been listening to Gay XYZ as well. And she sent me a message uh, on Facebook on Sunday. I think Sunday it says. And she said she wanted to know where is it? Um, I have a topic suggestion for your next off limit show or Gay XYZ show. She said, This has been weighing in my brain for a while now. Um, I would like to know what another married person would say. Can we discuss porn? I have mixed feelings on this and would love some third party input. Um, and I said, sure, I'll talk about it, no problem. But what are you saying, porn in marriage or porn in general? She says, well, I'm not married. I, I know that. that you're not, but th- you can talk about <laughs> it in general. But just anyway, she says, I don't have a problem with it in general. 
I watch it sometimes, but every single day, and then you're not even touching your partner, those are issues. So I'd like to know what you think about that. So I don't know if she's talking about herself or someone else or whatever, but, <laughs> but uh, and I probably shouldn't have said her name. <laughs> I just think about it. But anyway, <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll edit that out. Um, but anyway, so, so this listener wanted to know about um, whether I think porn is okay in marriage and whether it's okay in general. Now, this is what I think about porn. You can chime in in a second too, Jason. I think that um, I've, we've done, I've actually done a whole show on porn before on the Off Limits show, um, but I think that porn is fine. I, d- I have no problem with porn as a viewer uh, a- at all. I have no problem for myself or for anyone else watching it. I have no problem watching it with someone when you're having sex with them or whatever, or enjoying it with some other person, whatever. I have no problem with porn. I think porn is, is fine. However, it, if someone is not, if you're not having sex in a relationship, if you're in a relationship or married, if you're boyfriend dating or whatever, if you're married, and you're not having sex, and one of the two people or both people are watching porn in lieu of sex, that that's an issue. And that's when I think porn would become an issue. So if someone is <coughs> watching porn in lieu of sex with an actual human being, uh, when, when they were in a relationship, I mean, with that person, then I think that's an issue. But if you are just doing it, and if you have both having sex all the time or on a normal basis for the two of you, then I think that if you are watching porn, there's no problem. So do you want to see what I mean? I don't think it's an issue unless it's an issue. You know what I mean? Hello? Right, right. <laughs> so what do you think? Listen, I have no. I mean, I have no problem with porn. I love porn. I think it's amazing. Um, you know, if if you have a, you know, if here's my thing: if you and your partner are watching it together, that's fine. I have that. That's fine. That's no problem with that. That's you and your business. No, you know, more power to you. But if it's getting to the point where he or she is watching it all the time and they're getting off to the porn, but can't necessarily get off to you, I have no interest in having sex with you anymore, or not touching you, then I feel like that's a problem because I feel like the porn is taking over more. Yeah. And it could, I mean, that could be signs of a, you know, porn addiction. I mean, that's a real thing. Right. So, and that's the thing I was going to talk about too is that. You know, when it comes to pornography, is there an unrealistic expectation uh, that people can can you know kind of develop if they watch enough porn to the point that when they're with a real person, whether it's a partner or whoever, anybody, uh, that they have unrealistic expectations about number one, the person's physical appearance, and number two, their endowment if they're a guy, and number or a woman if it's breasts, I guess, and number three, um, uh, this how this how good the sex is going to be. Because the thing about porn is, is sex is always perfect. And if you look at gay porn especially, it's always like formulaic thing. It's always, you know, you start off, you know, whatever, kissing, and you suck the dick, and then you then you uh, <laughs> eat the ass, <laughs> and, then you, and then you fuck, and you usually start fucking doggy style or ride it, and then they, then they ride it, and then they end up on their back, and then they come. That's almost always how it is in every gay porn movie. And so yes, I, and, and, and in and that I, order. Yes, and I'm sure in heterosexual porn there's a formula as well. And so, but the, my point is, though, it's like the perfect, uh, every single time you have this perfect uh, succession of events happening for the sexual act, and you always come, and everyone, and in real life, you don't always come. In real life, you don't al- you're not a machine, so not ev- every time everybody has sex with somebody, they don't always have to come or don't come. And um, also, 
the person you're having sex with isn't some perfect physical model, usually, unless you're just really lucky and have a great body yourself or whatever. I don't know. Um, but generally, you're not going to have someone who looks like a porn star, most people, in their bed with them all the time. And number three, um, the sex itself, the intensity of it. The thing that people happens with sexual addiction when it comes to porn is that they get addicted to the newness of it. So they'll watch one porn, they'll watch it, they'll watch another, they'll watch another one, watch another, watch another one. But they won't watch the same one over because they've already had it. And so they've already done it and they've already know what's going to happen. And so they get addicted to the newness. And that happens to anyone and, and to a degree with porn, that's okay. But I mean, if you're at the point where you can't have sex with your partner because it's old and rote, because you know what to expect, it's the same old dick, same old pussy, whatever it may be. And you just sort of like, you know, you're still watching porn to get off, then, then you have an issue. So I think that people have unrealistic expectations about what to expect because of porn sometimes. Now, you, if you have a healthy uh, relationship with pornography, I don't think it's a problem. If you understand that porn is designed to get you off and it's des designed to do that, and it's basically manipulating you to, to get off, essentially, and it's not realistic, generally speaking, then that's fine. Now, with me, I mean, every time I have sex, it's like porn, but that's just me. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> but most people aren't as lucky as I am. But I'm just saying, you know, I think most people are, are cool with porn. I'm cool with it. And one more thing I want to say about it is that um, a lot of people say, a lot of people, and I, think I find this hypocritical, um, will say that they are, this is why I'm okay with prostitution. <clears throat> I'm not a prostitute, never have been, never will be, but I'm just saying people who are prostitutes or escorts, whatever, I have no problem with that. I don't think it's a great thing to be. I don't think you should want or aspire to be an escort or a prostitute or whatever. But I'm saying if you end up doing that for whatever reason, then I have no problem with that. And the reason I think it should be legalized. And I've said this before. I, there's no difference between pornography that you watch on a video versus uh, sex that you have and you pay someone. Because when you're paying for porn, you're paying for porn. The people, the actors in the pornography are being paid to have sex. And when you have uh, a prostitute or, or escort or whatever, you're paying them to have sex with you. The only difference is there's a camera in the room with porn, and there's not with, you know, an escort. <laughs> so that's why I've always said it's hypocritical. So I have no issue with pornography or escorting if that's something you want to do. What do you think about those things? Um, I... I have kind of mixed feelings when it comes to legalizing prostitution. Like one part of me feels like it should be okay because people will be able to get off. I guess that's only the way I can think of it. <laughs> and yes. you know, getting you know, you know, you know, live through their sexual fantasy or something like that. But another part of me is like, mm, so if you mess around with prostitution, you do it on a regular basis. I mean, that increases your chances of getting H type H, you know, STDs or HIV. Unless you go somewhere like professional, professional like a bunny ranch in Nevada or some shit like that, where they regularly test right. their people. But you well, know, other than I mean, if you, I guess if you do it that way, I'm okay with it. But I'm not gonna go down on you know Harry to Hunt. South <laughs> Dallas and you know pick up some random chick and right. You know, that type of thing. Yeah, I mean, if you, I, I guess, I guess, I, I guess that's my point. So if I'm going to do it that way, I would do it, you know, maybe more a, a, a more brothel type route. Right. Um, well, that's what I'm know, saying. The, the thing about legalizing right. prostitution is that if it were legalized, you wouldn't have the people on the streets because, number one, they'd have health care. They'd have insurance. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They'd have government subsidized health care. They'd have all these other things that get tested, required to get tested. It's like in uh, Amsterdam, not Amsterdam, sorry, uh, the Netherlands. They're required to 
um, do this, and they have legalized prostitution there. And also in Nevada, it's the same thing. And they're required to have uh, monthly or every two months or something. I think it's monthly, actually. Monthly STD checks, HIV, whatever checks. They're required to remain healthy and all those sorts of things. So if you had legalized prostitution, you wouldn't have it, you wouldn't have a problem with getting quote unquote clean guys or women or whatever. Because well, I feel be the same way with when it comes to you know marijuana, but that's a different show. What do you mean? But what about marijuana? If they just legalize it in all fifty states, they should. I agree. Uh, yeah. So that yeah, but you know. And they will eventually. The, I mean, eventually. Call I, I think because the only two states that really. Have Washington uh, State and, and uh, Colorado. Colorado, but yeah, I think okay. Oregon. I think Oregon now. I think there's three now. I think Oregon is too. But I'm isn't sure. California trying to pass that too? Right California, now, it's legal in California too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we yeah, but anyway, back to the subject. So. Here. We I, we digress. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem. I. I mean, that's fine. I if you know if they you know make prostitution legal and you go through the necessary steps to. You know, do that type of thing. That's fine too. But I also, but I also feel like if you were to go to a brothel, they should test the paying patron as well, or bring in proper documentation. Oh, I see. That's an invasion of privacy, though, for the person because you know. I mean, I mean, because my, but my thing is, you don't want to give, you know. Well, they, you, you know, should a be wearing, clean girl. You should be wearing condoms. You know, then uh, you should be wearing condoms anyway. They should be having safe sex, and they're required to have safe sex and. Well, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, because I know they, I think I saw something on TV, and they have, like, condoms galore. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's possible. Yeah. Well, anyway, I just don't think there's much difference between that and pornography. Do you think there's much of a difference between that and pornography, really? Because they're both getting paid for it. No, no, I don't. It's the same thing. But I do have a thing, though. Now, let's just say you're single and you watch porn a lot. Is, Is that a problem? No, I, I was I was referring to both married people and single people because I was saying oh, okay. because what I was saying was that if you regardless of whether you're married or not, if you're watching porn to the point where, I mean, every single day that's fine as long as you are able to also still have sex with people, real people. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you right. if you get to the point where you can't have sex with real people and you can't get off unless you have porn on or you're watching porn, then then that's an issue, obviously. But if you can, then I don't see a problem with it at all. That's what I was saying. As long as you're responsible with it and you understand what porn's for and you're not using it as as uh, a complete substitute, that meaning like you occasionally want to have Okay, sex. so here, okay, so I'm going to tell you a little bit of story of my life because I'm just going to say because I okay. feel like that's the only way I'll be able to get my point across. Okay. Okay, me being single at the moment, I watch porn. I masturbate to porn. Yeah. Now, here's my thing. Yeah. If I use it to get off, I know that's okay. But let's just say I have a booty call, for example. Mm-hmm. And now normally when I have a booty call, I don't use porn and I can get off just fine. Is that considered a problem? No. No. Okay. Because that, that sure. happens with married people and straight people. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're straight or gay. I mean, sometimes you just need a little help to get over the edge, you know. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's the th- here's another thing that's, that I still think about to this very day. I feel like if I'm able to get off, but the other person that I'm with it didn't get off, like I did and they didn't, I feel like they're not into you. They're either they're not into me or I didn't perform well enough. I don't think that that's true, and I I know from experience. And I know in my mind, I probably shouldn't think like that, but that's just how I think. I feel like both people should be fully. Well, first there. of all, you are you are. I I always say that you're responsible for your own orgasm. You. 
So if the other guy doesn't want to come that bad, he doesn't come, then he doesn't want to come that bad for whatever reason, or can't. And sometimes you just can't get there. It doesn't, uh, and half the time it doesn't mean, and you're a guy, guys know this. I mean, if you're a guy, sometimes you just can't. For whatever reason, you're stressed or maybe you're taking antihistamines or whatever. I mean, it could be anything. You just can't get there. And sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't. But, I mean, if it does happen with the other guy, it doesn't mean necessarily that he's not into you or you didn't perform well. It just didn't happen for whatever reason. Now, sometimes I will be honest. It could be that, too. It could be that as well. I mean, I've in the past had experiences with guys that I just was like, eh, I just want to get it over with. <laughs> so hurry up and come, you know. Um, that's happened a couple. I think we've all been there Yeah, I mean, that's happened before. But I think generally speaking, I'd say 99% of the time that's not the case. I think most of the time it's just the guy didn't couldn't come for whatever reason. Because just like I said, guys understand that, well, your penis is not a an on-off switch. And, I mean, it is to an extent. Because, I mean, once you're, once you're horny, then you're horny, you're hard, whatever, great. But I'm just saying... Even if you are hard, doesn't mean you can, you're always going to come because sometimes you're going to have issues coming for whatever reason. You're tired, you're stressed, whatever. And all that stuff affects men's uh, performance. And so even just by yourself maybe. So I think that people have to realize that and understand that. And gay guys know better than anybody. You should know better than anybody that because you know, you're a guy and you're gay how the equipment works. And that when it doesn't always happen doesn't mean – anything about you it's just the guy just didn't really come that day so haven't you ever had days you just didn't couldn't get there or just a time or two you couldn't just couldn't get there yeah i mean i've, I've had my moments here and there you know well that's what every guy has that's what i'm saying so i'm saying just because you happen to be wit- bear witness to one guy's uh moment doesn't necessarily mean that it's you now if it happens every single time you have sex with a guy he never comes um, that's a question. But also, the other thing is, uh, it depends on what you mean by that. Because if you mean he can't come by being, um, being given, given oral, by receiving oral sex or by fucking, uh, if he can't come either way, that's probably more delayed, re- a delayed ejaculation issue. Meaning, like some guys, and that's the other thing that, that they call it the death grip, you know? Some guys get so used to your hand that you can't come unless you actually do it yourself. And that's okay too, but I've I've dated a lot of guys in the past that had that issue as well, and that's okay. But it doesn't it didn't make me feel like they weren't into me. It just meant that. So are you saying that they couldn't get off? They couldn't come unless they did it themselves. Right, whether they were fucking or getting sucked off or whatever. Oh, I don't have that problem. They could. No. I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying that there are guys who do. And I'm saying so sometimes they can't come at all, regardless of unless it's unless they're jacking themselves off eventually at the end. Then you know, so I don't, I'm just saying there's lots of reasons for it besides them not being into you. So I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really worry about it <laughs> too much anyway. Gotcha. You know. So anyway. Gotcha. Anywho, so um, what was up with you this week? You said you had something that happened, or you had some issues this week, or something. So, okay. So here's my thing. So, um, the other day. I had to add some uh, windshield washer fluid to my car, and when I know when I filled up the windshield, when I was, you know, I went to, I think I went to Advance or Riley's or something like that, and I think no, it was Advance actually. Shout out to Advance Auto Parts. <laughs> um, I uh, bought a bottle of windshield washer fluid because I ran out. Because you know, you use it over time, and you notice every time you use it, it's like less and less pressure. So I was like, okay, clearly I'm about to run out. And this is my first time filling it up in the three in you know in the two years I've had my car, right? Right. So I was just like, oh, okay, well, um, 
going to go fill it up, which I did. And then when I filled it up and I was looking, I was like, I realized that my uh, uh, coolant was low. My engine coolant was low. And it was below the minimum line. So I was like, okay, well, I'm walking some here. That's not good. Let me go ahead and fill it up. So I got the proper radiator fluid that goes with my vehicle. Yeah, but it shouldn't be leaking in the first place. Well, no, no. I just noticed it was low. I mean, well, I mean, this it is something. It was low? It was low. Meaning like low, 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 or just like a little low? Or what do you mean low? It's it was below the minimum line. Oh. You know, there's a minimum line and a maximum uh-huh. line. It was, below, it was slightly below the minimum. Okay. So I was just like, okay. So then um, I get, put some in there, and then I had driven the next day. And driven the next day, I filled up to the maximum line. And then I had driven around, that type of thing. And then the next day I checked it again, it was low again. So I was like, okay, clearly there's a problem, right? So I took him to my mechanic, and it. I thought I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, why? Because I, I was thinking to myself, I was like, why am I having issues with this vehicle this early on? So then, uh, but the car never ran hot. It was it really wasn't leaking anything. He checked everything, checked everything, checked everything. So he was like, I can't find any leaks. I can't find any type of, like, coolant leaks or anything like that and he was like I find it really odd that it would start leaking with his low miles on it so he was just like you sure you just didn't see something I was like no I filled it up and it was low again he was like well there might have been a possibility that there was maybe like an air pocket because I know sometimes radios can get those air pockets from when for when it's low and then it's pressurized so the air is in there and then you fill it up again and then there's an air pocket when it starts circulating through the engine that type of thing he was like maybe it's an air pocket so I did that again and um, he said, fill it up again. If it does it again, then bring it back. And it hasn't done anymore. Oh, he also told me to buy a radiator cap, a new radiator cap. And I think that's my, probably what it was because when I filled it up, I dropped the cap. And those were, sometimes those radiator caps, they're all plastic now, so they're pretty delicate. So it could have been like maybe like a hairline crack in the radiator. You know, and that been, might have been just enough for to evaporate while it's driving when it's at hot temperatures or whatever. So, I haven't done anymore. So, and it's been driving just fine. So, so yeah. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, if I have to put money into this car this early on, I was like, I'm giving it back <laughs> or something. I don't know. I was just <laughs> at the moment, I was just so upset. I was like, they can come get the car. I'm not gonna sit there. I'm like, I shouldn't be having problems with the car with that type of thing. Well, that's good. So, wasn't a big deal then. It wasn't a big deal, and I feel because. You know, I, I was I was a little nervous at first. I, right. You know, I was like, Jesus, take the <laughs> wheel. Um, so, and, oh, here's another thing. And I want to bring this up, too. This is back, you know, dealing with um, beauty. Race. Okay. Wait, you're, you're, you're going in and out, your sound. I'm not sure why. I am? Yeah, every once in a while. Just keep talking, but go ahead. Okay. So. There you go again. You're out. I don't know what's going on. Okay, keep talking. Sorry. <laughs> Let me move. Come on, come on. Okay. Okay, is this better? I mean, so far, yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. So we were talking, well, me and some coworkers were talking about this at work, and we were talking about beauty amongst different races. Uh-huh. For example, okay, so uh, let me just explain, just to, just to kind of break it down. Now, African-American women um, have primarily been known to have a full figure, you know, like more like an hourglass shape just naturally. More curves, yeah. Yeah, more curves, right. So 
black women have tend to have, you know, like a slightly larger ass as opposed to women of other races. Right. That type of thing is just, I mean, that's just their genetics. It is what it is. Uh-huh. So now growing up, I used to hear black women being teased about their ass. Like, oh, my God, their ass is so ghetto fat. It's so big. And it's so this, this, and this, and this, right? Yeah. And society used to look, put, look, used to look down upon that. But I feel like as soon as Kim Kardashian came out and had her ass job done or whatever, I don't know if it's real or fake, I don't know, all of a sudden, big butts are like a thing now. Everyone's getting butt implants, butt uplifts, and relifts, and this lift, and that lift, and larger, and wider, and that type of thing, right? Right. Same thing. Now, the next thing, this is also dealing with lips. Now, personally... I have full lips, okay? They're not huge, but they're full, okay? I remember as a kid being teased because of my lips. Like, oh, my God, your lips are so big. They're so fat. Who wants lips like that? But now, all of a sudden, you're looking around. Now that Kylie Jenner is plumping her lips up, Mm -hmm. and this chick is, this person's doing, that person's doing, all of a sudden, it's exotic. What did I say at the beginning of the show about music? It's exactly the same thing. I know, I know, but I was just like, it's just funny to me that, you know, something that was so African Americans primarily have had yeah. since the beginning of time, right. people look down on it, but now when a white person does it, quote unquote. The only then, reason they looked down on it was because they were jealous. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, this is the truth, because when the whole slave thing was going on, before black people became like the slave scapegoat, basically. Uh, black people were not seen the way they are or have been throughout society in America. They were they were they were not seen the same way at all. They weren't looked at like oh my god, like their lips or their ass or whatever, their skin color. It wasn't until the predominant race of people became uh, that were slaves in America were black people, and they were trying to keep them down and oppressed so that they wouldn't rise up against the slave owners and stuff. They began to say things like that and exaggerate their their lips in in cartoons and in articles and things like that and make them look like these as much as possible make them look as savage quote unquote as they could as as very what ethnic as they could different as different as they could. The truth is that white people have always wanted big lips have always wanted big asses because big lips mean luscious and they kiss well and they're, they're fucking awesome <laughs> and they no, suck because i, I they compliment well. on my lips all the time now i mean you know now when i became you know probably like around maybe like middle school high school i started to get compliment on my lips quite yeah. a bit but I, but I remember when i was like a kid like no, in elementary school people would tease me all the time i understand like, i'm just because i was because i was one of the few black people in the class and yeah. they were just like oh my god your lips are so big compared to ours like right. they thought i was like some type of like circus freak or something well weird. because you were unique and you were different but unfortunately and everyone who's unique, I was very unique and different, of course, obviously, too, when I was young for different reasons and different you know, ways. But um, I was teased a lot and they called call an Oreo and many other things because I was biracial when I had to tell them I was biracial. They were like, what are you? 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 Because all the fucking time. Anyway, so my point is I was always singled out, too, for various reasons the same way and for different reasons, I mean. And so people, anyone who's unique and, and, and special and stands out in a crowd is not like the majority of people. It always gets teased and always gets beat up on, especially as a, a kid. 
And it isn't until you're an adult, just like you said, as you grow up and you begin to have a self-value and realize the beauty that you have about a girl's big ass or a guy's big lips or whatever it is they have, that, or your dark skin or whatever, and you begin to appreciate that and realize that, fuck them, I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful, damn it. You know? So, fuck them. I gotta say that that doesn't fucking matter. But I understand what you're saying, that they, pe- they used to say that this is all horrible and it's all, oh my god, it's disgusting, whatever. And now they're all it's all the it's all the rage. Well, what I was trying to say was they've always wanted these things. They just didn't want to be seen in those days of slave and when black people were seen as being less than and everything else before um, civil rights and everything, uh, as wanting something someone had that they couldn't have, and number two, something that they were told was inferior. And so that's the truth. And but they weren't allowed to celebrate it. So now white people are allowed to celebrate it because of J Lo, who kind of was a cross between black and white in a way. You know what I mean? <laughs> For her big ass. And then we can have Kardashians and things like that. And we got uh, Nicki Minaj and you know and on and on. It's celebrated now. It's a good thing. So and gotta say this too. Oh my God, Becca! Look <laughs> at her butt. It is so big. She looks like <laughs> one of those rap guys' girlfriends. She does. Who understands those rap guys? They only talk to her because she looks like a total prostitute. Okay, I mean, her butt. I gotta hear this part. It's just so big. I can't believe it's just so round. It's like out there. I mean, gross. Look, she's just so black. Exactly, and that's exactly the crux (laughs) of it. (laughs) She's just so black. black. Anyway, that's exactly the crux of it right there. And that's exactly how, and when Sir Mix a Lot did that song, this is 1990, I don't know what year it was. Um, 92, 92, I think. He, uh, that's what he was saying with it. I mean, it, they were like, oh my God, it's so gross and so black. But he was saying, I love it. I think it's beautiful. And that's the thing. He's thing. still getting paid off of that song to oh, this very day. Oh, you know that song gets paid every day all over the world somewhere. They, they recently did an interview on him. I think Oprah did an interview with him, which I think was kind of weird. But... <laughs> Was it Where Are oh, They Now or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, and he, he, yeah, and I was watching, and he's still getting paid. He's still getting residuals off of that one song to this very day. I said, now that's called a ser- that's called a serious hit. If you could write one song, make make one song, produce one song, shoot a video for a song, and still get paid, and it's been over twenty years, that is a hit. Well, that's a there's a lot of ones like that, but yes, he he definitely gets paid on that song and still does to this day. There's no doubt, of course, yes. And, but yeah, and then he then, then he told me that uh, well, not he told look, you? I'm saying he told me <laughs> I'm, look look I'm saying he told me like I know this man personally. <laughs> then he said you, you know Oprah. when Nicki Minaj sampled the 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 track yeah. for her song Anaconda, Anaconda mm-hmm. he was like that's when I really got paid. I said I believe it, I believe <laughs> it, because I loved Anaconda when Nicki Minaj did Anaconda. Yes. I love it, even though Nicki Minaj is kind of on my shit list right now. But, um, yeah, I loved Anaconda when it first came out. Yeah, me too. Me too. I do too. Um, anyway, but, yeah, so that's a good conversation about that. Okay. Uh, real quick, before I just want to say what I, I had to go through this week. Um, I um, am, as you know, remodeling my house. And part of the remodeling uh, I'm doing in the master bedroom, I'm creating a vestibule. Do you know what a vestibule is? I've heard of it. I don't know what that Nobody is. Nobody knows what a vestibule is. I guess because I'm an architect, I'm just like, use this kind of t- lingo. I don't know. But I guess it's just, I thought everybody knew what it was. A vestibule is basically a, a mini foyer or a, a, a small room that leads into another room. 
So it's like an entry into another room, basically. Like a, you know what a foyer oh, okay. is, right? So yeah. Anyway, yeah. so what I was doing in in our hall, we had just like most people, the AC, HVAC, the hot water heater, and all that stuff in the hall closet outside the master bedroom. And to create this vestibule, I had to take that out and put it in the, in the attic. So anyway, I did that and had that done. Started that on Monday. It took them four days. So we didn't have AC, heat, or hot water for four days. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Drove me Poor thing. fucking crazy. Now, we did have it at my mom's. This is my mom's. I built her. Remember I told you? I don't know if I told you this. I built her 800-square-foot addition. Um, it's her own little you know, mother-in-law apartment uh, on my house <coughs> about four years ago. And um, so she has her own hot water and everything else. So I had to go over there, shower and everything else. But anyway, my point is, is that it took them four days and it took, it was so horrible. It was so bad. And because it wasn't hot, fortunately, it was cool those days. So it wasn't a big deal. But they took forever. And then I also had a new toilet put in (laughs) in my master bathroom. Do you know what a, do you know what a wall mounted toilet is? Do you know what that is? A wall mounted toilet? Yeah. Is that kind of like a urinal? It's like a <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's tankless. So the tank goes behind the wall, and the flush plate is on the wall. So you push this plate on the wall to flush the toilet, and the toilet hangs from the wall. Like all you, so all you see is the toilet and a flush plate on the wall. You don't see a tank at all. See, this is this is how rich people live. I don't even know what that looks like. <laughs> I'm trying to picture that in my head, and I just think of a urinal. That's the only thing I can no, think it's of. It's not like a urinal, but anyway. Um, you know how you go to a regular bathroom, how the toilet hangs off the wall, right? Like you go to like the movie theater, it hangs off the wall. It doesn't the, the toilet, not the urinal, the toilet. Right. Okay. You go to the stall and there's a toilet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying it hangs on the wall. And there's no – anyway, the difference is you don't see any of that, that other crap. You just flush – anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, Hold so on. I'm, I'm about to look this up because now I'm, I'm, I'm being bothered by this. You I'm can look on my website, edictsinc.com, uh, and you can look there and look under the town, the the, um, the uh, Turtle Creek penthouse um, project, and, what and it, there's a picture what is it? it. Okay, and what is it called again? E-D-I-C-T-I-N-C. E-D-I-C-T-I-N-C. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking oh, about the toilet. Oh, wall-mounted toilet. It's a wall-mounted toilet. Wall – Mounted toilet. Yes. Why? Why did everything come up saying a wall-mounted toilet paper holder? <laughs> did you just say toilet? Are you using Bing or are you using Google or something? I'm like using that? Google. Okay, well that should come up then. A wall-mounted toilet. Yes. Um. Okay. Let's see. Did you find it? Oh, I'm looking. I'm looking. Hold anyway, on. so I had one of those installed. And it's fabulous. I love it. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So it pretty much doesn't have the tank. The tank is behind the wall, so it's mainly just yes. the seat. It's a nice in and in a flush plate on the wall. It's just a nice, clean, modern look. I love it, and it, it raised high. I had it 19 inches high, so when I sit in a chair, I, I measured to see how most comfortable it was for both of us. And it's the perfect height, so it's comfortable. Also so here's the thing. So I'm looking at the picture, right? Yeah. Look up, look up the Vero, V-E-R-O. That's the one I got. If you want to look up exact. I feel like I would be a little worried if I were to sit on this. No, it holds up to like 400 pounds because the thing is metal that holds you. The, the tank that surrounds the tank in the wall it, that actually holds the toilet, it, as well as the, the studs in the in the wall, by the way. Uh, that holds the weight. It holds up to 400 pounds. So unless you're 400 pounds or over, you're going to be fine. <laughs> oh, this one is very 
box shape. The square one? Yeah, the square yeah. one. Not the one that goes on the floor, but the other one that hangs from the wall. There's two of them. Uh, but anyway. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, that is it actually looks pretty nice. Yeah, thank you. Anyway, so all my clients, I have I do that for all my clients when they let So me. the wonderful price of fourteen hundred dollars. Uh <laughs> yo, that was just the toilet uh and the um actuator stuff. Anyway. See, I'm poor. <laughs> um let me be let me state that I am poor. Even though it's a very nice looking toilet, I will say that it's very contemporary, it's very um chic looking and very modern. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I couldn't afford that Unle- unless I get a house that comes with this, <laughs> yeah. or I stay in a, or I stay in a uh, an apartment. If unless I get an apartment and it's like super luxury and it co- luxurious and it comes like that, or if I just buy a house and it happens to come with it, I can't afford that. Well, you don't have to. There are other cheaper ones than this. You can get a regular one, like the one I paid for the toilet was whatever. Actually, so I paid eight hundred dollars for the toilet itself. It was four hundred dollars for the wall tank, and then it, the plush plate was two hundred something dollars. So the toilet together was like seven thousand twelve hundred dollars, and then the insulation was twelve hundred dollars. So it was twenty four hundred dollars because they had to convert it from a regular toilet to the thing. So the whole toilet and everything together was twenty four hundred dollars. But what I'm trying to say is, you don't have to pay eight hundred dollars for that to- a toilet like that. You can get one for three hundred dollars. So you know, you don't have to get a nice one like that's that's that modern and chic. You can get one that's just like a regular toilet that hangs from the wall. You know what I mean? For like three hundred bucks. So it's still not expensive. So anyway, <laughs> I think I think the listeners are just like we can't afford any of that. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, well, also because and I do I'm this with for you a, on that, listeners. I do this for a living, so I my my um my what's the word I'm looking for? My perspective is skewed on what things cost because I know that things cost a lot that I want, and so I'm used to paying for that. But anyway, anyway, my clients also have a lot more money than I do by far, like by thousands, hundred thousands, millions of dollars, but. I, I so I'm used to spending that kind of money on shit, I guess. <clears throat> but also, you have to remember, I get discounts on stuff too, because I I have you know accounts everywhere. So anyway, but anywho, um, I just wanted to say that I had all that done and it's done now. I'm finally happy to, that's over. But construction sucks, and so I'm still doing that and working through construction and uh, moving room by room by room. And so, but hopefully by the time I'm 80, I'll be done with this fucking house. So we'll see. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, but yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, the toilet looks, looks very nice. Um, but uh, it's a little too rich for my. And I had wood, a wood panel, just a wood, just one wood panel, not paneling, but wood panel, like just uh, behind it. So mm-hmm. it's just in it's a little mahogany. It's real pretty. So it looks real good. Anyway, so <laughs> sorry I to digress, but about toilets. But uh, I'm just saying that I had all that done this weekend. It was. I'm glad it's fucking over. It's over. Thank God. Other than that, this weekend I'm going to go tomorrow to the auto show. My husband and I. Uh, Where's that? It's downtown. I think it's the convention center. Look it up. K Bailey Hutchinson something center. Um, oh yeah, I think I think there's also uh, a conference going on down there. So f- have fun with the traffic. Oh really? Eh, whatever. We're going yeah, to they're on. having a global leadership conference down there, or something like that. So it's a lot of people down there. Because I know a lot of the higher ups at my co- at my company are there. Because I listen, I went into work today and there were zero executives there. Like no managers, no VPs, no executives. I was like. Oh my God, we're here by myself. Let me tell you something. Today, I got I did absolutely nothing. You're just sitting there. <laughs> I was just like, because my boss was at the my boss is at the conference. He's down there. Normally, he emails me or you know whatever the case may be, and that's like, oh, 
you know, can you look into this and get back to me and that type of thing? They get a single email from him all day. So, I mean, I initially got, you know, maybe like a phone call from two from, you know, insurance adjusters needing information on stuff. But I really got paid. I, I mean, I really You're got paid to sit there and watch YouTube videos. Snapping your gum, put your feet up on the desk. Right. I, so, I really got paid to sit there and watch youtube videos and be on facebook all day <laughs> and he's not gonna be there tomorrow he won't be back until monday so i have part two of this Woo-hoo! tomorrow good for you good for you i always found so. that when i had to work for the people on my, my 20s and stuff i hated that because when uh, for me i'm weird i guess because even though you had the whole day to do nothing i couldn't just do nothing it d- bored me to death i had to have something to do it drove me nuts but well i mean i, d- I did i walked around and you know talked to other people in other departments um, <laughs> I talked on the phone a little bit. I texted a little bit. So well, I do that anyway. Did you order in to <laughs> Postmates or something? You know what? I, I didn't, but I should have. You should tomorrow. It's Friday. Treat yourself. It is. I am going to treat myself. <laughs> it's Friday. So it's going to be a lot of traffic down there. So if you're going down there, that type of thing. Speaking of cars. Yes. Speaking of cars, I really want a Tesla. Now, here's the thing with that. I can't. Uh, first of all, let me be clear. I, I'm not rich by any means, so I can't, you know, buy the ninety thousand dollar one. Even though I'm sure Donovan could, but um, I the one the ones they're coming out with in I think at this year is like I think it's like thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. And it's like a hatchback SUV type deal. Mm-hmm. I want one so bad. Oh no, it's not. It's not an SUV. It's just like a hatchback. It's like a cross. Well, not a crossover. It's, it's like a crossover yeah, almost or something of, like that. Yeah. I want one so bad. But here's the only thing about that. I live in an apartment, so I don't know how how that would work. What do you mean how it would work? Because you have to plug it up, right? Yeah. Okay, well the apartments where I live, we don't have they don't have, you know, those They have those superchargers high- everywhere. The supercharger locations in cities, they have them all over the place. You don't have to have it at your place, but I mean I mean but but don't they but don't they take a while to charge up? I, no, uh, Tesla. Because yeah, I was gonna get a Tesla instead of my 650, uh, my BMW 650 when I got it. But I didn't get a. I'll tell you why in a minute. But anyway, his BMW 650. Meanwhile, I'm rolling around in a Nissan Maxima, people. Okay. What's wrong with a Maxima? It's a nice car. Anyway, it what, is. What was I saying? But um, it's not a BMW 6 Series. Anyway, what was I saying? <laughs> oh, so um, I forgot my point now. Fuck. Was we talking about Tesla? What were we talking about? Oh, plugging it up and how long it takes. Yeah. So it takes like uh, it, when I was at the Tesla showroom because there's one in North Park Mall. You can go in there and look at a Tesla and get inside. They got one over by Love Field too. Just throwing oh, it out there. Oh, do they now? Okay. Anyway, yeah. so I uh, went in there and, and the guy said that oh, it only takes like I think he said 30 minutes now with a supercharger. A supercharger charges in 30 minutes. Now, if you have a plug-in at your house or just plug it into the wall, uh, then it's like a couple hours or three hours or four hours or something like that. But you could just plug it in all the way from your car, all the way with an extension cord to your door. <laughs> That's not going to work because I park in a parking garage and I don't want a random. There's no plugs in there in that garage anywhere. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I really haven't checked, so I don't know. Oh. I don't think so because it's not like a fully enclosed garage. Yeah. It's like uh, it's a garage, but it's like it's not fully enclosed to where it's not like underground or anything like that. And then plus. I don't want nobody to be like just to be petty and be like, you know, we're gonna unplug we're this gonna cut just this because wire. <laughs> just because he drives a Tesla and we drive a beat up, you know, hoopty. You this know, is why, Jason, this is why you need to buy a house. You need to buy a house. I know, I know. But see, my apartment. thing is another th- another thing is I'm I'm kind of th- it's another reason I'm trying to that I'm kind of skeptical about buying a Tesla right now or or any type of car electric vehicle hybrid vehicle because 
like when things happen, I like to up and go at a moment's notice. Yes, yes. And so I feel like mm-hmm. like someone would invite me out. Like, well, let's just say, for example, I get a booty call. Mm-hmm. And normally booty calls are spur of the moment, mm-hmm. as everyone knows. Mm-hmm. And then they'd be like, oh, you want to come over? Oh, I can't. My car is charging. You can unplug it right away. Well, to... yeah, but what, what what happens if it didn't like what happens if I, my car was almost dead? You get like three hundred. You get like three hundred miles for a full charge. So if you've only okay, charged it half. So what happens if I've driven three hundred miles, just got home, plugged it up, and then they say, "Can you come over?" I can't because I have no juice to get over there. In thirty minutes, you'll have probably eighty miles, so you'll be fine. So I'll be like, "Okay, can you wait thirty minutes?" <laughs> so what? He can wait thirty minutes. Take you that long. Or should to get I ready. just? Or should I just Uber? It takes that long to get ready. You could Uber too. That's true. Well, the reason I didn't buy a Tesla though was because um, the reason I didn't buy one was because they only go so many miles, like three hundred miles or two fifty, depending on which one you get or whatever. And I liked when I go somewhere and drive like trips and stuff. I love to drive, like go on trips, long trips and stuff like that. And we used to go to Waco all the time before his sister went nuts and stopped talking to me and stuff. Anyway, um, we used to go to Waco all the time. That's like a hundred and I don't know, one hundred ten miles, something like that. And so in order to get there, it was fine. But if I wanted to go from here to Austin, I'd have to stop. You, you would have to, like, strategically plan your trip. Yes. And they have supercharged stations between here and there. But I still have to stop. It's inconvenient. I have to stop. And see, that's my thing, too, because I like to drive a lot, too. Yeah. So I was like, maybe I just, just stick to a gas engine. Or if they just up the range, maybe, like, 2,000 miles. That's, like, way off in the future. <laughs> It's like ten years away, I think. But yes. Right. I mean I'm, I mean it's just a wishful thing. Or, or what you need a is thousand, a hi- I'll be okay with what that. What you need then is a hybrid car. A Tesla is just electric only. A hybrid car, you use the same amount of energy to go the same distance, like two or three hundred miles, and then when you run out, you can switch over to the, the gas. And so you only use gas when you run out of, of electrical stuff. So it's still but very see, I've heard ho- but see, I've heard horror stories about hybrids too. What do you mean? Because like the hybrids work fine, but then, like, once the generator goes out on them, it, like, pretty much completely stops your car from running. So, because I, I, I have a friend who had a Prius, and the generator went out on hers. Yeah. To get it replaced, it's going to be, like, $6,000. She was like, I am not paying $6,000 for a 2004 Prius, okay? So... You know, she's like, I'm about just going out buying a different car. So she did. I mean, it had a lot of miles on it, but that kind of scares me too. I'm just like, well, I don't know. maybe I just stick with the gas also, well, you have to, well, yeah, but you have to realize also that if you have a um, a um, well, not a hybrid, but a, an electrical car, there's no gas that you have to buy ever. So there's no gas. Well, that's true. So that saves you like I don't know how much you spend on gas now. Maybe fifty bucks a week, forty bucks a week, thirty bucks a week. I don't know. You spend maybe 150 bucks a month on gas or whatever. I don't know. So that's like two thousand dollars a year that you would save on that. So there you go. Yeah, I don't know. And I feel like if I were to get a Tesla, then I have to strategically plan my trip, and or get a rental car, which is kind of be defeating the whole purpose. Yeah, I would not. That's the only reason. I mean, if they had, if they had, let's say 500 mile ranges, I'd be okay with that. But I think 300 or 250 is too small for me. Right, right. I mean, a thousand. I was, I was a joke when I said two thousand, one thousand. But honestly, if they did like five hundred mile range type yeah. thing, that's fine. Because on most days, I'm way below five hundred, except for you know a trip or something like that. Well, then the, I could probably, you know. There's also other technology out there, and BMW is the leader in this. By the way, they're coming out with a, um, and they, they're not, they're not going to be like their top of the line car. Well, they're going to have it. Actually, they 
will have it in the top of line cars too, but they're going to have it in the smaller cars too, cheaper cars, um, but hydrogen fueled cars, and they're like a couple years out, and that's just all that is is water vapor. That's it. So you never have to put anything in it. You have to stop or anything. It's just constant. It just it's just water. That's it. <laughs> so that's interesting. I know that Honda already has their vehicles, um, some vehicles that run off of natural gas. Yeah. Uh, there's like I think I I've mainly seen it only on the Honda Civics. They have the Honda Civic that runs off of natural gas. Yeah. Um, I think it's on maybe the Honda certain Honda Accords too, but I definitely seen it on the Honda Civic. And see, look, and, I'm looking at the Model Three. I'm sorry, the Tesla Model Three. Right. It only gets 215 miles range for charge. See. See, that's for people who don't drive a lot. Exactly. <laughs> or just drive around town. They never go anywhere. You need to have two cars, one to go around town like that one and the other one to go on trips. And it's funny you say that because I thought about that too. I was like, well, it would be stupid if I had a fully gasoline-powered engine, a car, and then a hybrid too. I mean, I'm sure there are some people who probably do who like the fact of having a Tesla or right. whatever and then or a fully electric car and then have a gasoline type vehicle if they need to travel long distances or whatever but that's like with the nissan leaf i like the nissan leaf but it only goes like so many miles well, a friend of mine has one of those he loves it his name is brandon he loves his car oh okay so if you get the tesla s though the one of the highest versions you know it's a it's 351 miles but that's those, still not enough. Those, I know, <laughs> but those cost, those cost like $100,000, so... Oh, yeah. I ain't got that kind of money. I know. Unless I, can pay a do- I have to, unless I can pay like $5 a day for the rest of my life. <laughs> that still wouldn't be enough, I don't think. <laughs> would it? I sure. know, exactly. I would I would die <laughs> trying to pay it off. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, but that's why I didn't get a Tesla, so, I mean, you know, whatever, boat your boat, but that's why I didn't get one. That's the only reason, though. I think they're awesome cars. I love the technology that they possess, and actually the guy who... That was head of Tesla. I can't remember his name. It was a like a computer guy before, and that's why they're so like uh, cool. But um, I like the doors go up on some of them and stuff. I just they're awesome. But anyway, they're cool cars. But I, I, until they until they catch up with, um, they can really compete with fuel uh, powered cars in terms of distance. Like I can go in my car almost 500 miles or 500 miles, almost 500 miles. I think 500 miles maybe on one tank of gas on the highway. I think mine is a little bit over, a tad bit over 400. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised yours is not, yours is a V6 or V8? It's a V6. Oh, mine's a V8. They only, they only make them in a V6 for the Nissan Maxima. Oh, mine's a V8, so I'm surprised I get more miles than you. But that's on the highway, though, not on driving in a place. I, I fuel up probably once a week, once every other week, something like that. So how many, so how many miles per gallon does your vehicle go? Let me look. I guess I'll look it up. <laughs> I don't know. You mean, we're just totally, we're just, we're just randomly just talking now. <laughs> oh yeah, I know it's okay. We're just having a gab fest. Um, I don't know. I think it's like twenty something. Let me see here. Okay, here that's the same as mine. Yeah, my well, that's in the city. I get seventeen miles a gallon on a V eight on my v, my six fifty is a V eight, and then in the on the highway I get twenty four miles a gallon. So it's really not too bad on the highway at all. But in the city it's seventeen. But I've seen worse. I've seen like twelve miles a gallon and nine miles a gallon. See, mine, according to the book, mine is 18 in the city, 26 on the highway. See, that's almost the same as my car. So, oh. yeah. Right. I guess I, I just have a really fuel-efficient engine, I guess. I don't know. 
445. Yeah, because Nissan Maxos really no, they're not really known to be fuel efficient. Oh, <laughs> you know what not. I mean? <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you're getting it for the power, right. you know. But I mean, well, that's not the reason why I bought it. I bought it because I like Nissan Maxos, but it happen, happens to come with it. But um, that's like the same as like a Mustang almost. That's not very, you know. I mean, it's not the best fuel efficient car, obviously, right. but. You know, there are better ones, and you know, that type of thing. But I didn't get my car for fuel efficiency either, though. I got my car because I like it. It had nothing to do with Because I don't drive that much except when I'm going on trips and stuff. And so it's like, it's like you know, having a V8 was going to be a big deal. My other car, my other BMW, was a V6. And I thought it was going to be a huge difference in gas mileage and stuff. It really wasn't. There's really not that much of a difference. So. Right. Well, clearly, you can see the difference between my car and yours. It's only like, like a, a mile or two difference in mileage. So, but no, I don't know. I've thought about getting a hybrid, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. And then I do like the fact of having a fully electric vehicle, but then I feel like I drive too much for that. Right. It, but even if I were to get a car with natural gas, I feel like I would have to strategically plan my trip because, you know, you. I mean, if you have a, na- a car that runs off of natural gas, you have to try to figure out where the stops are along the route. <laughs> right. You know, that type of thing. So, exactly. I don't know. I just feel like my best option right now, unless unless Tesla or other electric, you know, car manufacturers up the range to maybe at least 500 miles, then I'm going to just stick with gasoline that's, <laughs> in the meantime. And that's exactly why I bought my car. I agree with you. And that's exactly why I didn't buy a Tesla or an electric car. Exactly. And I, the only electric car that I was even considering was a Tesla because I didn't like any other ones. I mean, they all look, I don't like the way the other ones look. Even the BMW one, BMW makes an electric car. It's called the i8 or i i something. And it is hideous. It's not the i8. Oh, yeah, the i8. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. It looks like it looks like a spaceship toy car. Yeah, it's I don't. It's hideous. I mean, it's hideous. Well, the i8 wasn't what I was thinking of getting though, because that's a hundred and fifty thousand dollar car. Mine's only like ninety or something or ninety eight, whatever. But the the i they make an i3 or whatever, and it's like a little boxy piece of. I mean, it's just ugly as fuck. I don't like it at all. So I was like, I'm not buying that. And it was like fifty thousand bucks. This ugly little thing. It looks like a little. It looks like a um uh a a Pinto crossed with a I don't know with a with a Prius. Or well, something. right. Well, you know there are other car manufacturers that are coming out with their electric vehicles. Like Ford, Ford has the Ford Focus electric. Oh, I have. And actually, that. it's pretty nice. Yeah, they have that. Kia has the Kia Soul electric or EV or whatever they call. So I mean, there are other people coming out with their own versions of their electric vehicles, and I mean they're out there and. Um, you know that type of thing, and I don't I don't know what the range is on the Ford Focus electric. It is um, looking at it right now, hundred and eighteen miles in the city and ninety six on the highway. That's not good at all. Are you and kidding then, me? One hundred eighteen miles in the city, one hundred and eighteen miles versus seventeen that my car gets, and yours gets twenty six on the highway, and this one gets ninety six. Oh, sorry, I'm think I was thinking of something else. Okay, sorry, sorry, you're right, like, you're, you're right, crazy? you're right. That's incredible. So, um, I know Kia Soul has theirs. Uh, Nissan, we already talked about that, has theirs. The um, Ford Focus Electric's only twenty nine thousand. That's a really cheap, and it comes um, with a three year warranty. And I think I think Ford has the Ford the uh, Ford Fusion Electric too. I think they started just started making that. Oh, the Ford Fusion Electric. Okay. Yeah, I think I know they have a hybrid version. Well, that's that, nicer. That Fusion looks nicer than the. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this is much prettier than the other one you told me about. Uh, yeah, I actually had a Ford Fusion for a rental car once, and I I actually really liked it. 
but this is a hybrid though. It's not. It's not a electric version. Oh, so, okay. I thought they had a fully electric version too, but um, it says optional plug-in hybrid. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway. So that's our car talk for tonight. Sorry, we bored you people. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> everyone was like, "Oh, they're talking about cars. Let's, let's leave. That's yeah. that's that's not our stilo." Yeah. Right. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, so um, we'll be back next week. It will be what was April next week? You know, it'll be it'll still be March. Yeah, so uh, March next week. And be sure, if, as I said last week, if you're not watching Feud on FX, watch it because it's a good fucking show. And if you're missing out, if you're not, and if you're gay, you're probably watching it unless you're Jason. But anyway, we will talk to you guys next. Oh, week. Empire started yesterday. I haven't watched it yet, but it's recorded. Yeah. Oh, by the way, my fucking TiVo in the living room. We have one, two, three, four TiVos. And the one in the living room, the other three are fine. The one in the living room literally deleted all of my season passes. Just all gone. And then when I went on there, it said, you have no shows recorded and no shows coming up. Just all the fucking blue. Just deleted every fucking show. You know why? Why? I said, no, I'm asking you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know why. It just happened. So I emailed TiVo and screamed at them. I'm like, what the fuck? So anyway, um, but be sure and uh, check us out at uh, GayXYZ.com. You can check me out at OffLimitsShow.com. And I'm going to have an Off Limits show on Sunday night probably if I have time, which I probably should. And um, so check that out at OffLimitsShow.com as well. Jason, you What can time? Uh, probably around 9 or 10 or something like that, around this time probably. I may stop by and say hello. Please do. I'll knock uh, the door or ring the doorbell and uh, say hi. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jason, when are you gonna, where, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on, um, sorry, I was going to try to, Twitter. I was, I was going to tell a joke, but it, it, when I thought about it, it, it I was like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to say that. So <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, which is Jason B like, which is, uh, Jason underscore B B E underscore like, and you can also find me on Instagram. I just started, uh, doing Instagram. I know, even though I'm about 90 years too late for that. Um, but I started Instagram, and it's uh, my Instagram name is Fire and A and D Ice I C E one seven or two zero one seven. I don't even remember my own name on there. Hold on, hold on. It where's my Instagram? It's Fire and Ice seventeen. Okay, sorry. I can remember if it was seventeen or twenty seventeen. I can remember. Okay, okay. and uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back next week. We thank you for listening, even when our shows drag on like this. I apologize. Uh, we'll be back, and we hope to hear from you soon. Stay gay, stay happy, and be good, people. Bye. Bye. Stay gay. Yeah. He learned to pitch in your backyard. Now his team's coming over to celebrate their high school championship. So you need to patch those bare spots fast. Pennington One Step Complete has a revolutionary formula that repairs bare spots in only two weeks or less. Pennington's been trusted since 1945, and now it works even faster. One Step Complete from Pennington. Honest Green. Get your lawn ready for any occasion. One Step Complete is available at the Home Depot.